Welcome to Taking the Lead, a podcast where top executives share their insights on leadership and talent development. I'm your host for this episode, Rahila Anwar, Chief of Sales and Client Service at BPI Group. BPI Group helps people and organizations develop and change to enhance their resilience and success. In this episode, we'll speak with Elizabeth Adifioi, Chief Human Resources Officer for Ingredion. We'll focus on Elizabeth's work leading Ingredion's culture transformation, as well as the company's development of a new purpose and contemporized values. With that, let's start the show. Hello, Elizabeth. Welcome. Hello. Let's start by talking about the culture transformation efforts you've been leading at Ingredion. Can you tell me about the genesis of those efforts, and where are you in the process? Thank you, Rahila. First and foremost, I feel privileged to be leading transformative change for the company. It's not often that HR gets that kind of opportunity. The inspiration for this work was under the leadership of our CEO, Jim Zali, who came into the role in January of 2018. Jim has a tremendous passion for talent, culture, and the power of building a diverse and inclusive workforce. When our team came together, we thought about what we wanted to write as the next chapter for the company, asking questions like, what are our hopes and aspirations? Where have we been? Where are we going? Um, How do you build the most energizing, accelerating culture for all of our teams where they thrive and bring the best effort to work? So we saw it as an opportunity to help shape the next chapter in Ingredients history. Um, We wanted it to be bold, and we wanted to start with an overarching purpose. So we all felt the need to declare our intent on building a high-performance culture, which is powered by high-performance teams. And we know this is going to be critical for the next phase of our evolution as a company. So the drawing board moment um, was really taking the executive leadership team through an exercise to examine how other Fortune 500 companies have developed their values. We wanted to choose values that were representative of our company. We also wanted it to be centered around our people and representative of their voice. We had focus groups with more than 600 employees, and they spoke to us about what they appreciated about the current culture and what they would also like to see us evolve into. So we were armed with data points, which helped us to define the corporate transformation agenda for the next 18 to 24 months. So all of this work culminated into a very powerful launch in December when we launched our purpose and our values. And now we have embarked on this journey to powerfully activate that culture. Ingredion is a truly global organization. Have the efforts been rolled out or received differently in different geographies? Yes. I have to say that the feedback across the globe has been overwhelming. Our employees feel passionate about the work, and they're very eager to be a part of the journey. To fully bring the culture to life, we established what we call a Global Culture Ambassador Network. This comprises of about 100 people across the organization, and their role is to help scale the culture engagement and extend its reach, also to make it relevant for all of our employees to make sure they feel a part of that journey. Certain aspects of our values and purpose will resonate more than others, depending on the location or what part of the world they're in. So we wanted to make sure that our culture ambassadors can really localize some of these efforts that we're undertaking, and they can take input from the local countries as well. So one key role of the culture ambassadors is to listen. In a company of 11,000 employees spread across the globe, it's not easy to keep a pulse on cultural adoption. 
through our cultural ambassadors, we have a channel to hear what's on employees' minds, what's resonating, what's not, so that we can cost correct quickly. We supply the cultural ambassadors with a global framework, tools and templates that they can use, but they also have the freedom to create their own plans on how they want to execute that framework. I'm guessing that in these endeavors, you occasionally encounter some doubting Thomases who don't share your view that culture transformation is important. How do you try to convince them that they could benefit from the efforts and messaging? What stories do you tell them? Yeah, that is a great question. And this is exactly why we felt it was important for us to co-create this work with our employees through one-on-one interviews and the focus groups that we conducted so that we can demonstrate the business impact of culture on profitability, on productivity, employee engagement, and employee experience. I have to say we're still very early in the process, but we do plan to make storytelling a key element of our culture activation on an ongoing basis. We actively seek out personal stories of our employees who are experiencing the purpose and the values in their own words and sharing those with a greater organization. This helps people identify how they can connect with the values and the actions behind them and realize the value of this in their own part of the business as well. Ingredient's new purpose and contemporized values are built around three words, make life better. Explain to me how you got there and please expand on what those words mean in a larger context for Ingredient. Yes, we thought about this a lot. We really thought about what will be the rallying cry of our purpose statement. So Ingredient's purpose is to bring the potential of people, nature and technology, together to create ingredient solutions that make life better. Our purpose is both inspirational and aspirational. We want all of our 11,000 employees to bring their best self to work each day so that they can innovate by combining the power of technology with the best of nature to delight our customers and our consumers. We want to be there to offer on-trend ingredients and solutions that consumers want and trust, solutions that make their life better. As you know, consumer preferences continually change, and we want to be right there at the center of that evolution. What this means for employees is that we want a culture where people can make a meaningful, lasting difference, both in the world and in themselves. So make life better is multifaceted and all-encompassing. If I have to boil it down to its essence, it's really making sure we stay close to the pace of change. We understand consumer preferences, and we're able to provide that solution that they need, whenever they need it, to make their life better. And to deliver on this, make life better purpose outside of ingredient, we need to deliver a make life better inside of ingredient. So we're now currently examining all of our HR processes and programs and policies, as well as the key business processes to make sure that they're in alignment with our purpose of make life better. A term I've heard you use a lot is the war for talent. You've worked in HR through a variety of employment cycles. How does the war, as it were, compare with 10 years ago or 20 years ago? So I'm sure you would agree with me, Rahila, that the war for talent is intensifying and is not abating at all. In many of our markets globally, we're seeing a tight labor market, and in particular in the United States. 
the supply of talent is diminishing and every organization is competing for the same talent. In my opinion, this makes it super critical for us to build a differentiating culture. There is an abundance of research out there that shows that companies with strong cultures also have strong business results. And a strong, enduring business culture is grounded in a shared overarching purpose and values. For us to continue to win in a very fiercely competitive environment and talent landscape, it is important that we connect the hearts and minds of our employees with a higher purpose and that they can identify with and understand the good ingredient is trying to do in the world and why they should choose ingredient over the next company. The exciting thing is we've started a new movement within the company and it's rewarding to see our employees energized and passionate about this work. We're also witnessing a workforce shift as millennials become a larger share of the employees at most companies. What do experts assume and get wrong when it comes to millennials? So this is one of the reasons this work became center stage for us. Millennials already are the largest segment in the workplace. Within the next two years, 50% of the U.S. workforce is expected to be made up of millennials. It will be 75% by 2020. Honestly, what I see is that millennials are asking and expecting what you and I want and expect. They want to work for an organization who strives for something more than financial results. And they want to have a sense of belonging, and they want to learn, and they want to grow. They want to work for a company who has a clear and compelling purpose, whose values are consistent with their own. They also value the chance to make a difference and the opportunity for growth. So it's really up to us as business leaders to harness this desire for personal growth, meaning and purpose, as not an issue that makes it hard for us to hire and retain millennials, but as an opportunity for us to tell our ingredient story in a way that is truly compelling, to make sure that the best talent in our space sees ingredient as a place where they can reach their goals. We focused on internal reasons for culture transformation a lot today. But let's talk about the external audience, customers, shareholders, and consumers. What did you have in mind for those audiences when you began the Culture Transformation Initiative? Yes, our cultural transformation effort is both for our internal and external constituents. While we have received overwhelmingly positive feedback internally, we're also getting great accolades from our external stakeholders, in particular our customers, who want to see that there is alignment and even synergy between our purpose and values and theirs. At the end of the day, it's all about making life better for the end consumer, which our direct customers also strive to do. Internally, our employees take pride in their ability to make such an impact on the world. Let's end with some words of wisdom. If another CHRO came to you about starting a culture transformation initiative, What's the one central piece of advice you'd give them? You know what? I'd like to give them more than one advice. First and foremost, I would encourage them to first listen. It is critical to start by listening to your employees and your leadership. We listened to over 600 employees and did multiple working sessions with our senior leadership to clarify our cultural aspiration and define our purpose and values. It's an iterative process that builds deep ownership and it will help with employees buying in to the final purpose and values as they helped create them. 
Second, I would say they should not allow this work to be viewed as just an HR initiative. This is a critical business initiative at Ingredient, fully owned by our CEO and our executive leadership team. Third, I would say this is not a marketing or communication initiative. To be truly transformative, we must look at how every aspect of our business needs to be aligned to our purpose and values. And finally, I would say CHROs have to own this as a business leader and change agent. They need to fully understand the business and step up with courage, resilience, and conviction to help lead this kind of change. Elizabeth, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Taking the Lead is a production of BPI Group, and the views expressed are those of the host and guests. For more information, please visit bpi-group.us. Music for this podcast is courtesy of Jazzar.